on the way to great represents this center with your host DC Radical One. Greetings, Black family. Welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. I am your host, DC Radical One, and you have entered the center. Shout out to our wonderful producer, Cindy Ashby. You can check us out at SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio at On The Wake Up Radio. Also, you can check us out at on the wake up radio.com and otwtube.com that's otwtube.com and our wonderful producer will put all those links in the description i mean in the uh chat um also don't forget if you have not to like share and subscribe as you come in don't forget to like share and subscribe as you come in the building and let's see who we have in the building today we have of course our wonderful producers here baby Fody and straight black pride the sister Vanessa. uh greetings to unique one express bb Fody and straight black pride to you got ripped off uh straight black pride to sister simba and that looks like everybody that I see thus far. Uh, yep, that is everyone that I see thus far. So that is probably because it took me a long time to figure out what I was going to talk about this week. And I did not do the usual amount of advertising during the week that I do. Because there are a lot of things going on. I really just really wasn't sure what I was going to talk about and what happened is I decided to go ahead and discuss self-hatred based upon the picture that I saw earlier this week of somebody that I figured out was Serena Williams and I say figured out because when I first saw the picture I didn't know who it was and I just turned off my uh, phone and went about my day. When I came back, the picture was still on up and different people were sharing it. And then I started looking at captions and stuff. And then I realized that the picture was Serena Williams. But before we get to that, we have an announcement. As you all know by now, we are less than one week away from the return of Brother Irritated Genie this Saturday, this Saturday, May 15th, 6 p.m. Doors open, 6.30, the live stream will begin. Gateway to the Apocalypse. This will be at E-Life Plant-Based Soul Food Restaurant, 9185 Central Avenue, Capitol Heights, Maryland, two zero seven four three that's twenty five dollars in advance be eventbrite thirty five dollars at the door so again that is gateway to the apocalypse saturday may 15th in person and live streamed starts at 6 30 doors open at six o'clock 
And for more information, email liberation at waronthehorizon.com. And this will be a most pertinent discussion for the um, future of black people and indeed most people on planet Earth. You don't want to miss it. I'm sure everyone is familiar with Brother Genie and his work. He works diligently and tirelessly to come up with solutions to the problems that plague black people. And he is really the foremost brother I know to look at the game plan of our enemies and diagnose the plays before they happen and then warn us. Um, of course, we don't always listen. And that's why we're not winning. Uh, greetings to uh, Brother John. So. Again, that is May 15th, this Saturday at 6 p.m. You don't want to miss Brother Jenny's presentation and discussion because there will be a discussion afterwards. Um, so as I was saying, and I guess I will put the picture up so everyone knows the picture I'm talking about. This picture here of Miss Serena Williams. And it's funny, I haven't even read this article because I didn't need to. This is the picture that, let's see if I make it a little bigger. This is the picture that I saw in the middle of the week. I can't remember which day it was. I think Thursday. Uh, that caused a lot of stir on the internet. Uh, greetings to Brother Crow. And Again, I didn't, I had no idea who it was. I'm not going to lie. Um, so one of those things, and you got ripped off, said this lines right up with Brother Jenny's black self-hatred lecture. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah, and you can go to warnhorizon.com and you can get that lecture. It's an excellent lecture. And I was sitting, you know, I, I, it's funny. I, I was really confused. And I'm looking at my phone and a brother had posted he put the picture up and he was like, man, I used to think she was fine. Not no more. Something to that effect. And I know the brother and he's a real strong warrior. And again, I did not recognize it was Serena Williams. So I'm looking and I'm like, man, I've never even seen this brother like a light skinned sister's picture. And I'm not even sure I, when I'm looking at the picture, I'm like, is that, is she, is this somebody, is this a white woman that's tan? Is this a mixed person? Like, I'm just totally confused, right? It's one of them days you're tired, you're not really sure what's going on, and you look at something. So I didn't, I didn't, I was like, whatever. Then I looked at it later, like I said, I figured out it was Serena. And I'm like, wow. This is, I was like, this is, for whatever reason, at first I'm thinking, this is amazing. Then I started thinking about it, I'm like, this is not amazing. I'm tripping. Because those of you who have seen my lecture, I had clips where I talked about this, showed the clip of uh, uh, Little Kim. And of course, Serena is married to a European. But in my mind, right, the fact that Serena married a European, I felt like would have satisfied her self-hatred that she wouldn't have to butcher herself. 
Now I know that doesn't really make sense, right? But in my mind, this is what I'm thinking. Oh, I'm like, okay. Sisters that do this generally aren't with European males. They are they aspire to whiteness. That's why they do it. Someone who has entered the white world by allowing a European in her womb, I figure, has satisfied the aspiration to whiteness. And then this picture comes up. And so now I'm like, oh, wow. There's no self-hatred. It's like in a bottom. It's like it's like a black hole. The black hole sucks. It just sucks you in further and further and further. There's no stopping it. There's no satiating it. Right. And so. Um, and Brother Crow says Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa, the same thing. If I'm not mistaken, Sammy Sosa married a uh, white um, Hispanic woman and then he turned himself to he looks i mean he sammy sosa looks crazy <laughs> to be honest sammy sosa's picture is probably worse than this arena williams picture right so this is not a man or woman thing this is a self-hatred thing and it's funny because i didn't look at sammy sosa because if i had paid attention then i would have realized that being with a european does not satiate the self-hatred you just keep going further and further into it right and so i just want to talk about serena a little bit and because there's a narrative that's been going on especially amongst feminists that black men rejected serena and this is this is one of the biggest lies i mean there's so many big lies on the internet you know i'd be here all day trying to spell internet lies but this is one of the biggest lies in the world because it was black men who helped make Serena an icon, right? Now, me personally, we'll talk about my former Serena love. Personalize this a little bit. Your anecdotal evidence, right? And then expand it. Um, when Serena was starting to make her rise in the ranks, she would, I guess. Uh, she was probably in her early 20s. So really was she kind of growing into womanhood, right? I had already been following Venus. I was following them since they came out. But at that time, you just following them, uh, some young sisters, they doing their thing. They're in a world that um, they're black. You don't normally see black people excel in and you support them because of that, you know? It's one of those things. And then as Serena grew up in the womanhood, it's like, Hey, man, Venus is at this point. She's still Venus's sister. Like, man, Venus's sister is kind of she's kind of fine. And then you know how brothers know how it is. You go to the barber shop or whatever, or you know you shoot ball in the locker room, whatever the case. And then in, invariably the woman discussion comes up, and people start talking about who different women that's fine. You know, different celebrity women. Or even women in the neighborhood, if y'all know same women or women y'all work with, whatever the case may be. And as time went on, up in like Serena's popularity would grow and grow. And then the black cat suit happened. And every brother that's over 30 knows what I'm talking about, the black cat suit. I should have went and found a picture, brought it up. And at that moment, Serena became an icon amongst black men at that point if two even 
to say that you didn't find Serena Williams attractive after the black cat suit would have people questioning your sexuality as a man. Like, there was no discussion about amongst black men. There was no discussion about uh, Serena too muscular or Serena. All this stuff they were that they, they were saying. You were here. And what's deep is, I don't know how this got put on black men. Because if you went on, like, at that time, message boards and uh, websites that were talking about, um, they were talking about sports. And the reason I remember this is because my mother was the one that pointed out to Cause she was looking at this stuff like when ESPN had ESPN W or ESPN for women, whatever it was, right? Um, is it bad that you don't know about the cat? You don't rip, bruh. Google, you got ripped off. Google Serena cat suit. She, I think it was the U.S. It was U.S. Open, all black outfit. Anyway, before I get to reminiscing here. Um, now you made me lose my complete train of thought because I just envisioned it in my mind and just <laughs> that's what happened. And brother saw it, lost their mind, didn't, didn't know how to act. But, um, this idea, right, that it was black men that was hating on Serena is false because, like I was saying, you go on these message boards and you go on these websites and they have the, the comment sections that the derogatory comments about Serena and about her quote unquote lack of femininity and her over musculature and all this stuff was not coming from black people and not, and definitely not from black men. This stuff was coming from Europeans who were, uh, they were basically, they were jealous, right? Brother say, remember the gene out? Yes, sir. Indeed. Don't distract me. Um, <laughs> but it was coming from Europeans and coming from European females, especially, but European males as well, right? And what's deep is, right, to prove this point, and you can look all this stuff up. I don't want to go through Serena's whole history because I'm just using her as an example because of that picture. Um, one of the one of her competitors, one of these blonde, flat back ironing board chicks, um, had had basically had made mockery of Serena by pretending to be Serena and she came out and she had stuffed her bra and she had stuffed something in her I think she was wearing a skirt so I put something in her pants or, or her underwear or whatever to make it look like she had a backside and she was imitating Serena right so there was obvious hatred from her competitors who 90% of them were European at the time because there was a there was a group of European blonde um, Eastern European chicks that she was just destroying she was just dominating and smacking them all around right uh, Green is a brother Eastwood B1 um, and and so we could say we can see from we couldn't see like what was going on in the locker room and things like that right but we could feel it when she was beating people because she wasn't just like beating people bad she was dominating these bras right like i mean just complete destruction and was and was making showing herself to be superior and you knew the jealousy was there if you just think about it 
but you didn't realize what it was until you start seeing these incidents. So from out from the black male perspective, we're supporting her even more because we're looking at her destroy these females. Yeah, uh, Maria Sharapova, like Sharapova, I remember like when Sharapova beat her the first time and I had never heard of Sharapova. And this, this, is, this is how much um, my family knew how much I liked Serena, that my late grandmother would call me whenever Serena was coming on, no matter where I was, your girl about to play. You know what I'm saying? She she was like, oh, your girl about to play. Serena about to be on. Serena come on today. I mean, oh, oh, all right. Thanks, Grandma. Yeah. And I go watch it or, you know what I'm saying? If I be out, be like, man, let me hurry up so I can go home and watch it. Or, oh, man, can you, you know, tell her, oh, can you, uh, can you TiVo it so I can, I'll come over there and watch it later or, or whatever. Don't tell me what happened. That type of thing. Which, of course, now when you're on social media, it's almost impossible not to know what happened. But this is before social media blew up. Right, so that's how that's how my fandom for her was, and I knew brothers, other brothers like that who didn't watch any tennis at all, did not even before Serena that had no idea about tennis, didn't know what no Wimbledon was, didn't, none of that stuff, and really just was like, oh Serena gonna be on, and would that ask you man when Serena play? Oh she played such such, and then they were like. Oh, word. All right, I'm going to check that out. When, when Serena come on, they watch it. When Serena goes off, they don't watch it, right? That was the general atmosphere. And then there was the hatred from the females that she was dominating that were European. And then at this time, she, she was dating a bunch of different brothers. Uh, there was She was linked to, I remember a long time ago, she was linked to LeVar Arrington. Um, at the time was a football player for uh, the Washington team. Then she was linked to, yeah, really, she was linked to a lot of people. I don't know what was what. I And I, then I remember her being linked to Common. And they were together and they were showing them together. It looked like something might happen out of that. And then next thing you know, both of them are with Europeans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, or at least the next thing I know. And I was like, what? What happened? Like, how did you go for, in my mind as a man, I'm like, how did you go from Serena to, I can't remember what European female um, he ended up being with, but it was somebody that was like homely, just, just literally the antithesis of Serena Williams. Uh, and the brother Eastwood said she was linked to Jamie Foxx. I don't, man, I don't even remember that one, but, um. And then, you know, next thing you know, because I had heard about Venus and some Euros. But next thing you know, Serena's with this Euro and then married and pregnant and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, wow, what happened? Because, again, we know she had a strong black father. But then I thought about it. I was like, okay, there's a lot of trauma. One, she's in white world, right? But I'm thinking, well, you have your sister there. Y'all can bond together and kind of repel this, this psychological pressure to conform to whiteness, right? That's what I'm thinking, whatever. But then, of course, the father and the mother break up, right? Who knows what the father is saying? Who knows what, I mean, who knows what the mother is saying? Who knows what um, the father did or didn't do, right? 
and this, you know they like I said they just after that's just like she decides to dive headlong into whiteness and then the narrative became it's black men's fault for her doing that because I don't know actually to be honest I don't actually know what what the logic was or what the reasoning was what the feminists were saying I guess they were saying because of whatever happened with her and common and who knows right but somehow this got pent on us and the whole narrative of her being made an icon by black men just was swept away right but as the title of the discussion says who taught you to hate yourself now I'm not saying who taught Serena Williams or Sammy so I'm saying who taught all of us right because we all suffered from this affliction to a degree who taught us to hate ourselves and I'm going to load up this clip to the first person that I remember asking this basic question. And by the way, straight black prior to Brother Elijah. Who taught you, please? Who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin to such extent that you bleach to get like the white man? Who taught you to hate the shape of your nose and the shape of your lips? Who taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Who taught you to hate your own kind? Who taught you to hate the race that you belong to? So much so that you don't want to be around each other. No, before you come asking Mr. Muhammad, does he teach hate? You should ask who yourself, who taught you to hate being what God gave you. Right. Now, we all know that that is the honorable Malcolm X. And that was from 1960, and that's actually from a discussion that he had, greetings to Brother Lance, with um, around the police shooting of the Muslim Brothers and Mosque 27 in Los Angeles. And I believe that was either in 1960 or 1961, right? But he has—he was the first one I remember asking this question: Who taught? us to hate ourselves and again this was 60 years ago right and here we are with people who are quote unquote successful greetings to 777-9311 who are quote unquote successful who with all their success, with all their money, with all their celebrity, with all their clout, with all the adorations from their people, with all the love of their people and the worship from their people, it's not enough 
to counter the effects of self-hatred and white supremacist indoctrination to stop them from wanting to physically emulate our enemies and to show how deep it is right it's not just a celebrity thing so it's not just Serena and Sammy Sosa it's not just an American thing this is something that's on the continent as well so these, this is those deep black people who aren't even near Europeans are suffering this same mental illness and we're going to look at that and then get deeper into it the business of skin bleaching is booming a growing number of people in africa are using creams pills and injections to lighten their skin but many are illegal and unregulated some believe a fairer complexion is the secret to success this particular cream is okay because if you use other creams you might get sunburnt since I started using this cream, people have been complimenting me. My skin isn't too dark or too light. I keep my natural complexion. The products reduce the body's production of melanin, which gives skin its colour. Globally, the industry is worth about $20 billion and is expected to grow to $31 billion by 2024. Ghana has one of the fastest growing markets in Africa. From the poorest to the middle class and to the rich class, they all a good number of them bleach. In my last research, I found out that when you go to the marketplaces, six out of ten. Those who can afford it opt for more expensive registered products, but many have to settle for bootleg versions that have not been tested. These products contain high concentrates of hydroquinone and mercury. Long-term use can cause skin cancer and have other serious side effects, according to medical reports. We now see this, this massive trend of, of increased use, particularly in, in our teenagers and our early 20-somethings. 20, 20 you start to affect not only the upper layers of the skin, but you also affect the deeper layers of the skin to such an extent that at a particular point, the whole process becomes reversed. You get much darker areas of the of the uh, the skin and and eventually the skin is destroyed to such an extent that only laser surgery or resurfacing surgery uh, becomes the answer Ghana Nigeria South Africa and Kenya have now banned these types of bleaching products but it's led to a booming black market Professor Davids warns that skin lightening can even become addictive and that it will take time for black cultural movements to change ideas about what it means to be beautiful. Now, that brother that was in Ghana said that he estimates 60% of people, and I, I didn't know if he was saying in Ghana or in the area of Ghana where he is. Either way, 60% of people, right? in this area of Ghana will say he estimates a bleaching their skin in a country where there are no black I mean no white people around there are no um, so we can't say 
oh, because they they they're next to white people, they you know the self hate comes from that, or um, and I, and I can't say because I don't know what type of programming they get via television, so I don't I don't know what's going on there as far as that. So there may be something that they're watching, right? Uh, but I know a lot of the celebrities is on the continent. Really, I'm starting to see more and more celebrities bleach their skin, and I mean, they literally make themselves unrecognizable. And so, this is a global phenomenon amongst Black people. Where, and this 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 was deep. I thought that the regression and black self love and black self respect that I was seeing amongst our people here was because was strictly because of integration, and yet in places where there's no people no non-black people to integrate with the same uh pattern of behavior is occurring amongst black people who don't even have who shouldn't be affected in the same way because the social the whole society is different from the society that we're in so then i i found myself trying to figure out what okay what's going on now of course we know on the continent especially um there's a great amount of you know our worship of people who don't look like us is ginormous like i've seen pictures of people on the continent carrying big old statues of european european jesus and mary and all that stuff right i've seen that so of course, you know that white idolatry, as Baba Quasi would say, that that's rampant. And it's funny because you see these, you see those billboards in that clip of Ghana, and really those billboards could be anywhere in the black community. The wigs, processed hair, all, all that stuff. And what one of the things I'm recognizing is part of the problem, not the whole problem, but part of the problem is. And we don't like to admit this, but I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you that this is true in the next clip in a few minutes. Part of the problem is, is that whether we want to accept it or not, whether other black people around the world want to accept it or not, the influence that black people on the continent have culturally, as far as what's trendy and cool and all that stuff affects black people around the world right and if you don't believe me listen to some music that's coming from the continent listen to what their music used to sound like listen to what their music sound like now and even even back in the day some of their major artists like Fela admits that he was influenced by an, a, a sister from here. And she was into the movement and into 
uh, the whole pro-black stuff and the things that were going on. And he says that that really influenced him and made him kind of change, help shape how he spoke and, and what he made his music about, right? Now that's 50, 60 years ago. But if you listen to the stuff now, it's the same thing. The music that they that they produce on the continent sounds eerily similar to what we're producing here now, right? So, like I said, whether they want to accept it or not, and whether we want to accept it or not, right? Because then it becomes a responsibility for us. We are affecting them culturally more than they are affecting us culturally because we don't get to see unless you look for the stuff like Nollywood stuff and things like that, that's not beamed here the way whatever is on TV here is beamed globally around the world. So what black people in America do affects black people psychologically around the world, especially the black people who are propped up by the Europeans, right? And brother, you got ripped off says white racial aggression created this version of Serena now that same system blames black men for her issues. This in turn tells black women that black men don't want you, but Urugu males do. The trickery is damning. Man, that's so profound, brother. That is so profound. Uh, and brother Lance says, this is so sad. I would never imagine that skin bleaching is something that would ever take root in Caribbean or Africa. Yeah, but it is there. Uh, and Brother Eastwood says it's heavy. They even have clinics on the corner and on the continent. Uh, right. And Brother Crow says sisters wearing makeup is European concept. Indeed. Indeed. In fact, to your point, brother, with the whole makeup thing, this is what's so, this is what's so deep because I remember this stuff. And a lot of times I assume that certain stuff is local to D.C. because D.C. was kind of. DC was a weird place in the eighties because it's is you're talking about the center of power, right? In the world, surrounded at that time by eighty five percent black people. Which makes it a, made it an anomaly in and of itself. But at the time, when I was growing up, sisters did not wear makeup almost never like you only saw sisters wear makeup basically um st like some type of special occasion job interview wedding <laughs> um maybe funeral probably not because you're gonna be crying so a lot of sisters ain't wearing funeral. like it, that's how rare it was right and when i was growing up brothers said that um like we were proud that sisters didn't wear makeup because our saying was sisters don't wear makeup because black women have nothing to make up for. So we would, we would literally laugh and make fun of white, white at that time, we called them white girls. You know, we would laugh and make fun of white girls for having to wear makeup. Right. That's this is how different culturally things were then when I was growing up. So it was a, it was a, there was a sense of pride amongst black men that black women didn't wear makeup because we felt like they didn't have to wear makeup. So we were un, unconsciously, or we were unconsciously um, supporting 
a sense of natural beauty amongst black women. Now, of course, sisters had, you know, they were frying their hair at the time. Um, this was the post, like the post Jerry Curl era or phasing out of the Jerry Curl era. Um, and then into a late, uh, uh, a nascent, um, consciousness era. Right. Um, and so like for my, my generation at the time when we were young, we were coming up, you know, even though there wasn't, there wasn't a natural hair movement like there is now, but there was a sense of naturalness to sisters. Yeah. They were frying their hair. But like all this other stuff, it just was it wasn't going on. And no men, no young brothers at the time, we didn't like to see a sister with makeup was like weird, just to be completely honest. It was just like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you just you just took sisters as they were. You just like, oh, she brown skin, cool. She light skin, cool. She dark skin, cool. And of course, because the general, especially in DC generally speaking and it's funny i was just talking about this earlier with a brother yeah there was a um light-skinned women were put on a pedestal right in dc this is just a fact can't speak for every city um because there were no i'm not gonna say there were no they were really weren't a lot of european females around and weirdly enough, like if you live in PG County, you got bust. The European females, you saw them, but they, you, it was just accepted that sisters were better looking. That that's just what it was. Like any fascination with non-black women was just that they were something different. It wasn't like you. Everyone recognized the sisters were superior, and to the point that. Even white women recognize this sports period. You know what I'm saying? Um, just it was what it was in this area. And um at some point that began to change where and brother, you got ripped off says I feel like black women didn't start wearing cosmetics until the Avon boom of the late eighties and early nineties. I don't even remember wearing I mean, I remember the Avon boom, but I don't even remember I don't remember sisters even wearing even with Avon I remember people selling it and I remember women having parties and I remember my mother going to like uh no actually she, that wasn't Avon that was Tupperware never mind but I remember the Avon becoming a thing I'll say that but I still don't remember the boom of women wearing makeup specifically until probably the mid 2000s where just all of a sudden sisters everywhere was wearing makeup uh sister simba says the 80s we didn't wear makeup nor did we shave under our armpits and some other stuff i can't say and brothers were still checking for sisters yeah i mean man, nobody cared about that stuff <laughs> you know that nobody nobody cared about all that that stuff brothers was not it's all that all that was different um, but in my mind, to my to what I remember, the um when the reality show thing started to kick off, and I remember this being kind of the mid two thousands when I kind of started to see 
a little bit of sisters wearing makeup and stuff. And then, and I didn't know what was going on, right? Because I wasn't looking at the reality shows. And then I remember I started seeing young, like teenagers wearing makeup. And I was like, oh, what is going on, right? Because that was never a thing. And, you know, they was they the young girls, they started dressing provocative and everything. And I'm like, oh, hold up, what is going on? And I didn't realize at the time, I didn't understand. And this is like right before Nicki Minaj blew up. I didn't understand that they were looking at these reality shows, these these uh, uh, real housewives and all that stuff. And that this, this is what they were looking at. And they were modeling themselves like this. I didn't know. And then what really kind of turned the corner on the whole look of modern black women was when people like Nicki Minaj came out and became famous and the popularity of what I call the tranny look became a thing where actually looking natural, excuse me, was not popular, looking unnatural was. And so you had these women with all this makeup on and these unusually sized assets, if you will, and women actually looking like a caricature of themselves. And I remember, it's so funny, because I remember when Nicki Minaj came out and got big. And um, I remember talking to this brother I was working with. Because I think I, I, I had just got a new job or whatever. So I didn't really know, dude. We didn't talk and get to know each other. He was like, man, you seen Nicki Minaj? And I had just saw her. I was like, yeah. He's like, man, her body, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't know anything about her, but I just remember being like, man, I, yeah, I mean, she, I, I didn't know what it was, but what I realized is she wasn't appealing because she didn't look real. But to him, he didn't care. He just saw that she was appeared to be well endowed, and thus that was appealing, right? And I understand that as a man. I mean, you know, we just be realistic as men. Those who of us who are men here. A woman walks past you and she appears to be uh, well endowed in certain areas. We all going to look. And then we may discuss whether it's real or not. We'll debate that after she finished walking by. But we all going to look first. That's just, that's just natural. That's how it is, right? So, started to see, like I said, the popularity of Nicki Minaj and then the other rappers, female rappers, um, you know, Cardi B, uh, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, all of them. And that became the influence on the younger women. And it was, it was so deep to me because I was like, I said, what's crazy is that I don't know. Well, I'm sure it's intentional because the hats control the music industry. But what's happening is that while this was going on, right? Then we have the rise of the transgenders at the same time, right? You start hearing about different celebrity dudes when being, being with transgenders or being caught with one and all that type of stuff. And I said, sisters don't even realize they've fallen into a trap, right? Here was the trap. A natural woman, right? A, a transsexual 
cannot compete with a natural woman on an even playing field. What am I saying? I'm saying that a a a man, a straight man, is visually turned off by the cues that a woman is is masculine by his very nature right of being a straight man but if you change the idea of femininity from looking like a woman naturally to looking like the caricature of a woman and that becomes femininity then suddenly what is appealing to the man is the caricature of the woman and then once you make the caricature of the woman appealing then now the transgender can compete with the with the woman on an uneven playing field but it's even for them because being a caricature of a woman is what they do you see what I'm saying and then you affect the younger generation because again as I always say this stuff isn't for my generation we're not the target audience the object is to get the younger brothers confused about their masculinity by confusing them about what real femininity is and so the object is to muddle and confuse and to break down the identity of people so if you're attracted to a woman that doesn't look like a woman right then you cause the women to try to look like that and then if you're attracted to a woman that doesn't look black right then you cause the women to try to look like that right uh unique one express says nowadays in the mainstream culture it seems as if our sisters are ignored and the non-black exotic looking women are favored by many young boys and men right because that's what they've been that's what they've been programmed to um that's what's been exalted in their eyes and this is not new this is a process that's been going on and i think i talked about this in another show this is a process that's been going on since at least since now i say at least because it's been going on longer than that but at least since when mariah carey and uh, uh, uh halle berry and all them were young now these women 50 years old now so that just shows you how long that has been going on but it's just it's a process that you just keep you just keep slowly altering the idea of beauty and femininity in the minds of men and before you know it you're not attracted to natural beauty nor black femininity and black femininity right is different from white femininity because one of course black people are naturally different from Europeans culturally culturally excuse me and biologically right so what is femininity for a European female and what's femininity 
for a black woman while interrelated are different right but if you, this was so deep it's so deep i swear it's so deep what's deep about it is if in the mind of the black male right you get him to equate femininity with someone that's not his woman by getting his woman to look like the transgender then suddenly he will look to the white female as the femininity and not even realize what's happened in his mind right so this is like this is and dr john henry clark talked about this he and he talked he didn't talk about it as far as the women but he talked about it and he said uh and i'm paraphrasing so don't quote me i'm paraphrasing but he said to the effect that they made fun of your clothes and made you change your clothes and they made fun of your gods and made you change your gods and they made fun of your language and made you change your language right and he was using those as examples right talking about black people worldwide well the same thing is taking place now because who are they make, making fun of they made mockery like i said they made mockery of serena who we made an icon and made her change her appearance right and got us through hip-hop to make mockery and talk bad about our women right made us change our women because our women heard it and then want to change what they were and then come and take our women so they make fun of serena right we're trying we're worshiping serena basically they make fun of her and makes her change and then she goes with the european and the black men are the ones who get blamed for it but it's a science that they've been doing since before, when they came on the continent and the latest part of the process is taking our women as black men and so what's deep is you have brothers on here complaining about and when i say on here on youtube complaining about black women seemingly 24 7 like you could just load that up on youtube go to sleep and the videos would just play continuously right and not realizing that all that does is make we're making mockery of our women and then they come and take our women because our women hear it and think that we don't want our women anymore right and before you know it you left holding the bag because then you either got to get with non-black women which destroys your race from the inside out because if the men are with non-black women and the women are with non-black men there are no more black people or before you know it you're practicing what i call psychological homosexuality or misogyny and you push away your women and before you know it you hanging out with a bunch of dudes and who knows what goes, what goes on so that self-hatred that that self-hatred brother and sister is deep and it makes i mean it's mind altering right and changes the very nature of a person in the way they see that the world and makes you react in a way and this was so deep about it it changes the way we interact with each other and it feeds more self-hatred because then when you already hate yourself, you hate the person that looks like you. And then like Malcolm X said in the clip, you don't even want to be around each other.
and then the person acts in a way you we are acting a way towards each other that we hate Europeans acting and instead of us hating the European we hate ourselves right I mean I'm just telling you that self-hatred is it's a problem and we don't talk we don't we don't talk about it as much but for example, here in D.C. It is a perfect example here in D.C. Any given night, you can turn on the TV, the news, or go on, you know, go on the news uh, websites or whatever, and see black people shooting black people. Now, the thing about it is deep is that when I was growing up, the city was 85% black. So if black people... Black people shooting black people in a city that's eighty five percent black. Okay, that makes sense because the city's eighty five percent black. Now the city's forty five percent black, but black people are still shooting black people. That's the self hatred. Literally, right? There are more. There are at least an equal number of white people, but there are more non black people in the city than there are black people. And yet. When there's conflict and the conflict is taken to the degree of willing to risk your life or willing to go to jail or willing to get shot at because just because you shooting don't mean that the bullets aren't coming back. Right. When it comes to that type of aggression is only shown by mostly black men towards each other or also. Let's be realistic towards our women. Like how many times, especially lately, and maybe it's because the people I follow have been highlighting it across the country. I'm seeing more and more crimes with brothers is killing, not just their ex-girlfriend or baby mama, like killing the whole family. That used to be white people stuff. White man get mad, kill his whole family, bury him in the backyard. Now I'm seeing it from brothers, but they're not, they're not even burying the person in the backyard. They just shooting up everybody and then just sitting there having a drink, wait for the police to come. Right? That wasn't part of our mentality as, as black men. That type of aggression at his, in the recent years has been against each other as men. Which doesn't make it good because it's not good. But now you see it bleeding on to our women and even to the children. And that is a manifestation of self-hatred that we don't want to talk about. And also a manifestation of cowardice. And here's what's deep. I've always said this. Oppression breeds hatred. Because hatred is a natural tool that can be used to overcome oppression. So, right? So a group of people who are oppressing another people know that hatred will be bred and the hatred will cause resistance. So what what must you do then to stop this natural process? Because this is a natural process I'm talking about. You have to redirect the hatred, right? From you and deflected towards someone else. And you come on these YouTube platforms, you listen to them like I listen to, 
Because what's weird as a content creator, I don't like they listen to people who talk about what I talk about. But I will listen to people who don't talk about what I'm talking about to see what, you know what I'm saying, what the, uh, in essence, regular black people are talking about, right? And you can come on here all day, on here, especially, and on Twitter, which is a cesspool of self-hatred. And just hear gender war and see gender war, black men against black women, all day long, 24-7, 365. Why is that important? Because if you, if that energy is redirected, because remember, we're in a point in time where every, seemingly every day, right? Some black man, black woman, and now black child is being gunned down in the streets by the pigs who are now at this point mostly white nationalists in uniform and while that's going on on the internet black men and black women are arguing about you name it very whatever it is every single day and no amount of hatred is being directed at any European, not the European male, not the European female, not the small hats, especially not the small hats. Our people don't even know the hat thing had just gone all over their head. They have no idea about any of that, right? In a point where we're facing genocide from multiple attacks in, diff in all areas of people activity, right? Not just the physical assault, by the police the psychological warfare that we talked about the chemical and biological warfare of the COVID and the vaccine all of these attacks are taking place and black people are shooting each other arguing with each other fighting with each other betraying each other and no attacks are going towards our enemy in any way, shape, or form. And brother, you got ripped off. Said what you just said is the reason why SBPM stands at the pinnacle of correctness in the new trendy consciousness movement. Thank you, brother. And so, me personally, right? I have, after years of study, I said, you know what? It's it's. <laughs> Not only is correct, right, to teach black people to hate their enemies because the hatred is natural. It's a natural outgrowth of oppression. And it's better to teach the hatred of the enemy than allow the hatred to fester amongst black people and destroy us from the inside out. Right? So I have no problem. Somebody say, oh, are you teaching hate? Yes, I am. <laughs> that is correct. And shall continue to do so moving forward until I no longer exist. And then I will leave this recordings to whether you got ripped off and some other people I trust for them to play it for other people when I'm not here. The same way my generation start loading up Amos Wilson and all those people. 
because it's necessary as a part of the revolutionary process to not internalize the oppression, but to project the oppression out in the direction to repel the attacks of the oppression oppressor. You see what I'm saying? That's the natural part of getting free. And as long as we accept that the hatred and projected on ourselves, our enemies never have, they don't have to worry about anything. And they figured that out years ago. They figured it out when my generation was young and we were shooting each other. And the, the best example of this is in LA in the eighties and nineties where all the different black gangs hated the police but they hated themselves more and shot at each other more than they ever shot at the cops. But you had a city with like literally hundreds of thousands of gang members and a police force that had nowhere near and the type of arms they had and the money they had. Like the, like it's hard to think about it now because it's not that way, but the type of arms that they had at that time, at a point where the police weren't, when brothers on the West coast started coming out with these AKs and Mac tens and all this stuff, the police didn't have those type of arms. Like literally they could have taken the black gangs could have taken over Los Angeles. But the psychology, the mental side, the self-hate would never allow them to get past seeing their brother with a different color. <laughs> What's deep is he's a, his skin is the same color, but we're carrying his rag is a different color. He represents something different. Blast on him immediately. But the pig is wearing a different color and his skin is a different color, but you don't blast on him but he blasts on you and locks you up and puts you away. But that's, you can't, you see what I'm saying? That Willie Lynch chip, as someone had said, keeps us from addressing that the gigantic pink gorilla that's in white gorilla that's smacking up everybody and taking control of our communities, right? So I did have one more clip to go um, that I want to show just dealing again with this self-hate and this bleaching and this um, and the worldwide effect of it so I want to show this last clip and then come back and go further into the discussion one of the fashion is um, bleaching skin okay what do right you now in Jamaica if you're not bleaching, you're not saying nothing because bleaching turn up the thing. So when you bleach, America look more nicer, look more sexier, and look more cuter than you was. Do you bleach? Yeah. Yeah? When did you start? I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start about two years about now. Some people say they want to look like Beyonce or what you call that Nicki Minaj? I want to look like Nicki Minaj. Do you ever think about it and just wish that it was different and that it was the trend was to be black? 
the only difference I wish she had in it was if it could happen faster without damaging your skin. Show me what you do. I um this this is bio cream. Now this is Jamaica's baby in which therapy form. And this now, this is for your hair. But girls have found out that this volume 40 is like one of the big things that just brings up the cream. Gives you that first it gives you that reddish look and then it just takes it off beautiful. But after a while you have to just off and come back again because your skin will get way too thin you get a cut it will never heal after a while this area will burst and when it bursts the vein is more obvious what do you think would happen if i used it if you <laughs> oh i don't think you will have skin left some of the girls that do this think that hey if i do this long enough i'll become white you never actually get white after you get brown you get pink so you do it once in the morning and once in the night before you go to bed there's some people you know that do it three times a day this is the way i do it right okay first thing you get is the warmth of it shall i try it won't hurt you it's definitely a little bit warm yeah so we're gonna take the glad wrap I'm going to wrap it on my skin. The heat is unbearable, right? Yeah. So you would go out with this under your clothes? Yeah. All day? You would go out, yeah. Some girls get stockings and pull it up over it. They would get tights and pull it up over it. And probably get jeans. So it would be the heat of the century, like a global warming type of thing happening, yeah. But if you have a boyfriend already, doesn't it interfere with your sex life? He doesn't get any. <laughs> What's more important, sex or bleaching? Sex or bleaching. Um, yes, yeah, some guys that if you're not brown, they don't want you. So there's a lot of guys that will lie down and watch you rub on the cream, help you rub on the cream, and lie down beside you and say, baby, I don't want to mess up that cream tonight. So if brothers ever doubt the effect that we have on our women, that's just to say that there's some some uh, males who don't want the sister to mess up that cream, as she said, and want them to continue to destroy themselves, right? So I I guess so he can get with a. I, I mean, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't know, bro. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. But um, I mean, it just goes to show that we are affecting our women. So we can sit here and say, uh, straight black proud sister, uh, Misty. We can sit here and say, oh, man, our sisters are doing this and that, man. Our sisters are sick. The sisters are blah, 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 blah. But that sister said it right there. Her, She has a boyfriend. They are willing to stop interacting, you know, as men and women do. 
in order for her to put on this stuff. And to me, that was a nice looking sister. And she's trying to, I mean, she has this process down to a science of you can't go too far because then you, you know, you turn pink and all. I mean, she, she got this whole thing science stuff. And her boyfriend, instead of looking at her and being like, hey, what are you doing? You know, you don't need that stuff. Hey, I like you the way you are. I got with you because the way you look and things like that. He's moving out of the way in order for her to wrap herself up like some type of, I mean, I don't know. You know, Saran wrap herself up like leftover chicken and put this stuff on. And she talking about it burn and heat and all this. And this is total insanity from him and her. And again, like I said, the, the part that's deep and the reason I showed that clip was because who now they're in Jamaica. Who does she say they want to look like? They want to look like Beyonce and Nicki Minaj. She didn't say any, any Jamaican artists. She said Beyonce and Nicki Minaj. Now that clip is about, I believe, three years old. But we get the point. The point that I was making about how black people in America, especially the ones they put on TV, affect how black people think and feel around the world. And that that this is projecting the black self-hatred globally so we see the skin bleaching in South Africa Nigeria, Ghana Jamaica, you name it and I I mean we cannot move forward and progress in any way shape or form right as long as this psychological damage is taking place I mean I want to I want us again I want us to look at these two pictures I had to look and make sure when I looked at this picture the, this was the same person and of course those of y'all that saw the lecture the the uh, transformation of little Kim is as horrible as this looks the transformation of little Kim is way beyond this and that so this is this is the current version of that which took place little Kim saw transforming herself I guess 20 years ago, I guess. But I want us to look at the effects, the physical manifestation of black self-hatred, a white supremacy placed in the mind of black people. Now, I should have found me a, a Sammy Sosa picture because, I mean, he... Uh, he might well now. Nah, nobody's worse than Little Kim, but I I don't know of any male worse than Sammy Sosa like that. I remember I it was the same thing. I saw that picture. I was like, who is this dude? I had no clue.
And the saddest thing about the Serena thing is it makes me think what is the cost of quote unquote success for black people in the white world? I mean, if you have to, if, you know, it's like what the, it's like the Bible, what they say, what profit a man to gain the whole world, lose his soul, that type of thing. And you won't hear me quote the Bible very often, but it's the same concept. If the cost of success is the complete destruction of your identity, then how successful are you? If the cost of success is wanting to look white and be white and destroy your genetics and be with a European or some other non-black person, if the cost of success is to alter your sexuality, right? To put on a dress like Kid Cudi, we talked about in a previous show, to put on a whole outfit like Little Nas X. These are the images of success being projected into the minds of our sons and our daughters. And the concepts of success, right? Of racial uplift, the concepts of success, of building a black family structure, right? The concepts of success of a black man getting a black woman who's identifiably black and building a family and taking care of that family and having those children grow up to love themselves, right? And for those children to choose black mates and produce more black people, right? The concepts of success of building a legacy and having something to pass on to black children who are black and black grandchildren who are black, right? The concept of success of being the one to alter the, uh, the mentality of the people who follow your bloodline so that the people behind you have African names and as, and I'm gonna quote Tupac, an African brain those concepts of success are foreign to the vast majority of our people and are have been replaced by the concept of success that leads to the destruction of black people as a collective and what's deep is we'll watch that and we'll look at the individual person person excuse me destroy themselves but still look at that as the model of success and we won't warn our children the dangers of that idea of success um and brother crow says uh many of our black entertainers suffer from self-hate oh without question without question and in fact um a brother pointed out that pointed this out to me years ago believe it, brother Kush. Um, 
he said that the European, the one hats, seek out black people who have been damaged and place them on a pedestal in front of us, right? Now, you look at the music industry, yeah, no one has to debate this. Like you just, you look at those people and it's just like, it's, it's obvious that there's something wrong with the majority of, especially the young new rappers, it's obvious that there's something wrong there. And they're making songs and they're expressing their pain. These are people who are damaged. Yeah, I mean, if you listen real close to the lyrics, you know, hey, some. If you're in your right mind, you like something's wrong with this dude. Not in a derogatory way, but the environment that the young person has come from. Because a lot of times, these people, 17, 18, 19 years old, has damaged them, and now they're put in front of our children, and the children resonate with the damage, and then they follow behind the person, and then, like I talked about before these rappers are living out the damage and so instead of just saying or having rap beef or, lyrically these people are running up and shooting each other all over the place and so they said and again it's not this has been this is multi-generational now but again sets the example of how to this is how i because this rapper so-and-so did it this is how you go out as we say this is how we solve conflict if i see so-and-so because such and such and such rapper shot so-and-so and so-and-so and them fought and then they shot up this and that this is how i'm going out i'm gonna go out like and you fill in the blanks because i don't know all these people i don't you know i don't know but is i'll just say this man it is very uh, it's very dangerous and damaging and it's very difficult to organize a group of people who hate themselves because they're always looking for a reason to hate people that look like themselves and it doesn't take much to break black, black people apart even if you can't have black people that agree on the same principles, but, but because of a small grudge or a per, uh, a small mistake or a per, what somebody receives as a personal, um, they feel like something personal against them happened, right? Will just hate the people that they were cool with. Even though those same people agree on certain principles but they'll be they'll be enemies but we won't hold that grudge against our 5,000 year old enemy and, and in fact we'll defend the enemy people will defend the enemy to people like me and tell me and some of us it's not what have we all heard before it's not all white people we'll say it's not all white people well I ain't got nothing against Asian I ain't got nothing against Arabs I ain't got nothing against yeah you fill in the blank but you got something against black people 
when a black person on another part of town does something right. People in the hood will say, man, F all them dudes that live over on, you know what I'm saying? Whatever part of town. All them dudes over in Southeast. Man, forget all them dudes, them Brooklyn cats. You know, forget all them dudes on such and such a street. We heard it before. And now you hear dudes basically talking about black women like that. Man, all these black women, X, Y, Z. Man, I don't date our sisters no more because of blah, 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 blah. And then you hear the women saying it. Oh, none, none of these black men ain't about nothing. None of these black men ain't doing nothing. Black men, this and this and that. Yada, yada, blah, 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 so forth and so on. And we hold them grudges for the rest of our life. One sister gets called something because she dark skinned by some dude in sixth grade and she hold that against black men till she's 50 years old. One brother gets turned down by one sister in eighth grade and he don't date black women no more. He ain't even started dating black women. And we hold that grudge. But this European, Arab, Chinese, you name it, small hat, have done just innumerable damage to black people worldwide. And we can't we can't hold no grudge against them. Right? Do you see the difference? By the way, if you have not smashed the like button, if you haven't rang the doorbell as you walked in, smash the like button now. And of course, I always forget to do this, but I'm supposed to do this every time. You can follow me on Instagram at dc.radical, the numeral one, on Twitter at dc underscore radical underscore O-N-E. And of course, you can email me, because some of you have, at, oh, I forgot, this is YouTube for those that may not be paying attention or listening to On The Wake Up Radio, capital D, small c, radical, the number one, and email me at dc.radical underscore one at protonmail.com. And last but not least, if you would like to donate, you can donate via the cash app at dollar sign DC Radical, the number one, all one word. And I greatly appreciate all donations because those things go to basically they pretty much go to the channel, go to uh, new mics, new desks for the mic um, and some things that I use as far as like production and videos and things like that. So I greatly appreciate that because you, the people, y'all pay for that. And basically what I want to do is make a better product that more people more of our people will be attracted to and build this movement online as far as we can until the point that the european gets tired of us and that hat pulls the plug the good part is we have our wonderful producer here who has her otw tube and when the hats pull the plug we'll just be over there right but i i just really Man, I really wanted to delve into this self-hatred because it is a problem. And it, it 
I really this the picture just sparked it, but I had been thinking about it before because of the city I live in and the fact that we're still the number of shootings and things were going up, but the shootings weren't affecting anybody but us. So the number of black people are going down, the number of shootings of black people shooting each other is going up. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. But again, who taught us to hate ourselves? As black men, I mean, we're not taking out any aggression on any of our enemies anywhere in the world. I mean, y'all stop me if I'm lying. Does anyone know of any group of black men who are openly attacking enemies of black people anywhere on the planet? In, in, enlighten me or educate me if I'm wrong. If there are some people, some if there's some brothers and you pick a country on a continent, you know what I'm saying? That's rolling on Arabs or rolling on Chinese or rolling on Europeans let me know if there's some brothers in the Caribbean that are, and I'm talking about now and I am not talking about 20 years ago I'm talking about right now this year this minute let me know because because without question our enemies are attacking us right now in Brazil they killed a bunch of people in Brazil right and I don't I don't know if anybody heard about it they I mean they basically said it was the police did a military assault and I should have brought up that clip but I didn't um I wasn't thinking of it when I talked about this discussion and yet no response from the global black male community again this is not a, this ain't a sister's problem Sisters got their own problems. They had a whole lecture on their problems. This is a black man problem. No response from us as men. Now, we just being honest here, right? Uh, and Brother Lance says in West, West Papua, I believe that's how it said, New Guinea, brothers and sisters are fighting gallant, gallantly against the Indonesian government alright brother there you go one group of people black people on earth physically fighting that's better than the zero that I thought about because I had forgot about the whole West Papua thing I mean one is better than none but I mean let's think about it there are at least 1.2 billion black people on earth. Let's estimate that there are four to 500 million black men. If, if 10% of those black men organized and rolled on all non-African people just on the continent forget going around the world and 
if they just rolled on all nine African people on the continent. It's like, you have to leave. It would change the world perspective on the black man. As of right now, if we're being honest, <laughs> quote Brother Jenny, the world looks at the as black man as a bunch of suckers. Now, physically, we know good and well we can roll out some brothers. We can pick some brothers from America, uh, the Caribbean, and the continent, and roll out some brothers. They'll put the fear of God in any group of men. Just by showing up. Right? We I mean we know that for a fact. We can roll out brothers six foot six, seven, eight, seven feet tall, muscle bound, no fat. You can lift up a car. Right? But we can't find a large percentage of such men who have the self love and black self respect to use all that physical strength and prowess and fighting ability and skill to defend the black world against our enemies because of black self hatred you see what I'm saying and as long as that is the case our enemies know that we're not a threat and they can continue to do whatever they want, including now killing our women and our children. And, and we're participating because now we're killing our women and our children. I see reports of brothers. You know, I, I just never thought I just never thought I, I would see brothers killing women and children but that's that's where we are that the mental side has progressed to that point and so I'm gonna be honest it's it's we got work to do and I'm not I'm not sure how you reverse this process because I believe I can't remember who said it was Somebody said it's almost as if the uh, as if the black power movement or the black is beautiful movement or, or or both is almost as if they never happened. And I don't know who somebody said that in the chat. I don't remember who it was, but yeah, it, it that's what it feels like. It feels like none of that ever took place. But. Some type of way we have to make being black cool again. Um, we have to make and not this new woke um, pseudo pro black um, you know this pro black as long as you cool with white people pro-black mixed with uh the rainbow mafia not that thing that's happening not that not that uh uh gay lesbian movement thing but 
organic self-love, love of black people, racial esteem to steal somebody else's um, line or terminology because I like that. You know, the raising of our racial esteem. We have to make that a thing again. You know what I'm saying? You know, make, you know, make black people great again. Make being black great again. You know? Um, and Brother Lance says, most of us here in the U.S. act as though we are comfortable. A lot of black people have bought into the notion that the concept of black unity is racist. Yeah. You know, that's always been a crazy concept to me, but I think you're right. Just because it's crazy to me doesn't mean that everybody doesn't. Other people don't think it. And brother, you got ripped off. Says, please explain how to get the online lecture tickets before you end, please. Um, it's funny you said that. I talked to brother Jeannie this morning, trying to get some clarification on that. Uh, what is taking place is, I believe he's in the email that he sent out, and he will send out another email, and in that email will be the process for getting the online tickets because the website in essence right now is still being tested. And when he, the test is final test of the website is done, he'll be able to generate the link. And then the link will lead you to his website where you'll be able to purchase access to the video probably on, probably on Friday. So I will start checking on Thursday for that and I'm sure he will send out the email but if he does if I don't see the email um by Friday morning then I'll let out you know contact him and be like hey send out the email because people are waiting because I don't you know it's weird the way it's done but it's being done because it's on his own platform and so when it's on your own platform you have to make sure that you actually have a pay window set up and that you can accept the transactions from the people and also make sure that when you accept the transactions that people actually have access to the content. So it's just one of those things of getting all that stuff correct. And, um, that's why it seems so convoluted and complicated right now because it's, you're doing something for the first time and brother, you know, you're doing something for the first time. You just got to make sure it's right because you never know. Um, and Unique One Express says, many of us who are like-minded and true liberation and unity. I feel like I miss part of that. I feel like I miss part of that. So uh, elaborate on that Unique One Express because I, I feel like I got the second half of a thought with that. Um, and okay, brothers talking to other people talking to each other in the comment section. So, uh, brother, you got ripped off. I hope <laughs> I have explained that. And like I said, the process of just doing something new makes it more difficult, but I might as well announce it again. This, um, and brother, you got ripped off. Say so it sound like you set up point of sale, and so you interact with the website. That yeah, that's probably that's probably the case. That's probably the case. 
Um, and those things, depending on how skilled your web designer is, those things can be easy or difficult, you know. But it is important because you're trying to, like, you want to make sure that people have access to the product and also that when people pay you, that you are the one that gets paid. Uh, but again, since we're on that topic, May 15th, Brother Irritated Jenny returns, Gateway to the Apocalypse. Doors open at Everlasting Life at 6 p.m. this Saturday. The live stream is scheduled to begin at 6.30 p.m. And this will be a online uh, presentation and then there will be a discussion afterwards. And I am not sure, but hopefully that the people who are watching online will be able to uh send in questions i forgot to ask brother genie that to be honest uh but hopefully that will be the case so if you are on the um if you're on the email list look out for the email coming up either thursday or friday with instructions on how to purchase tickets if you're not in the DMV area. If you're in the DMV area, um, go to Eventbrite, look up, you know, Gateway to the Apocalypse, and you can buy your tickets via Eventbrite. I believe that, again, they're $25 on Eventbrite. They're 35 at the door. So you want to get your tickets beforehand. Uh, I did not check to see how ticket sales are going but i would suspect that there'll be a lot of people there so if you haven't gotten your ticket you're in the dmv area you may um you may want to get your tickets now because i think the last time brother jenny did something after a long break you know it, <laughs> we had to turn people away the last time back that was nearly a year ago when um things started to open up just a little bit and Brother John says, liberation and unity is hard work in capital letters, uh, like trying to get in shape. Absolutely. And we're trying to get our people in mental shape uh, to free themselves from the psychological, economic, social, uh, spiritual and physical bonds that we are in as we're being subjugated and dominated. Let's just call it what it is by the other people on the planet you know you see my africans versus everybody lecture you know i have a section for just about every group of people you can think of except for eskimos you know there's no <laughs> there's no eskimo uh section in that lecture because uh i don't think we have any smoke with eskimos but other than that you know everybody else i can think of we have had a problem or are currently having a problem with including including excuse me our own black cells as we try to retrieve our black mind from the cl the clutches excuse me of our non-black enemies so with that brothers and sisters i thank you all for your support i thank you all for coming through and listening make sure that you subscribe 
to the channel make sure you tell other people about this podcast and about the channel um again you can follow me on instagram at dc.radical the numeral one on twitter at dc underscore radical underscore o n e the cash app if you want to donate dollar sign dc radical one the youtube capital d small c radical one and the email is dc.radical underscore one at protonmail.com and brother patrick said we got smoke for eskimos too if they want it um hey you know it is for everybody so with that brothers and sisters appreciate all you do and brother you got ripped off says that that's why we must support those that are putting in the work and y'all can support this brother and the platform by donating the cash app dollar sign dc radical one and dollar sign on the wake up radio thank you my brother you got ripped off you always got my back with that i say a bb for hodier and straight black pride hey yurima karama here with a quick infomercial and i have a question for you are you tired of social media outlets that block real content i mean are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in fed book jail tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Urema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Yurima Karama app. Tap into the truth because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message. Flawed individual. Cindy Ashby Production. On the wake up.